Part 1. Experiences in a Concentration Camp Structure Part 1 is a first-person account of life in a World War II concentration camp. In Part 1, Frankel relates his experience in concentration camps in World War II. He was admitted to Auschwitz and interned in a work camp affiliated with Dachau. He later transferred to a so-called rest camp near the end of the war. Theme A book about the psyche in concentration camps The intention of the book is not simply to relay a factual account of the Holocaust, but to give an account of the everyday experience of life in a concentration camp. Frankel describes how the everyday existence in a camp was reflected in the average prisoner's mind. The essential component of everyday existence was a struggle to continue that very existence. Structure Part 1 is divided into arrival, routine, and liberation. There are three major experiences of life in the concentration camp and three corresponding psychological reactions. Arrival to the camp is met with the emotion of shock. Adjusting to the routine of camp life is primarily met with apathy. Liberation from camp life is met with disillusionment. Key Takeaway Arrival to a concentration camp is accompanied by shock. The first experience in the concentration camp follows arrival in the camp. The primary psychological reaction to this phase is shock. The prisoners cannot quite believe what they experience. Upon arrival to the camp, a simple pointing of the finger from an SS officer determines the group to which an arriving prisoner belongs, and thus, whether he lives or dies. Those sturdy enough for work are assigned to a group allowed to live, while the weak are matter-of-factly sent to the gas chamber for extermination. Nevertheless, prisoners often cling to a delusion of reprieve. Just as a condemned criminal might delusionally believe an eleventh-hour reprieve might save him, the prisoners in the camp cling to hope that life might not really be as bad as rumored. But the horror persists. Every possession is stripped away. Good clothes and decent possessions are exchanged for rags and insufficient rations of bread and broth. A name and profession are swapped for an identification number. Eventually, all we possessed, literally, was our naked existence. Page 22. And yet this naked existence, as we will see later, proves a person's most precious and irrevocable possession. Key Takeaway The routine brutality of camp necessitates apathy. The onslaught of indignity in the induction to the camp gives way to phase two of camp life, the acceptance of the routine of the nightmare. This stage is met psychologically with an acute apathy. The daily pain of intense labor, mundane abuse, and freezing conditions necessitates an apathy on the part of the prisoner. What's more, the captive becomes inured to the brutality of his circumstances. A prisoner in phase two no longer recoils or averts his gaze when a fellow prisoner is beaten. They look on disinterestedly, 
Frankel relates the story of how, during the final period of his internment, when he assisted with medical care, a prisoner in his care suffering from typhus died. A nurse unceremoniously dragged the body out of the hut by its feet. Now Frankel could see the corpse's lifeless eyes through the window just outside, but merely nonchalantly sipped his meager ration of soup. Moments before he had spoken to the man, now his lifeless eyes elicited no reaction from Frankel.